Hey family, welcome back. Before we get started, I want to thank our friends at the Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation. Let's hear what they have to offer. The Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation is your one-stop shop to Wellville. Here at the Center, we believe in treating the whole person. This is why our goal is to help each of our clients to obtain optimal health and wellness through mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional alignment. For more information about the services that we provide, visit us at thecenterforselfimprovement.com or give us a call at 630-748-4849. The Center, where we believe in treating the whole you. So here's my confession today. There is nothing more exciting than melanated people who empower other melanated people. Just a couple of months ago, I had the great pleasure of participating in a cash mob, an event hosted by More Gold Investors. This event supported a Black-owned business in Gary, Indiana by bringing patrons to their business. While we were there, we learned strategies to build wealth through a workshop focused on real estate investment within the greater Gary, Indiana community. More Gold Investors is led by two of the dopest queens I know in the Chicago and Northwest Indiana area. Lakeisha Nadir Muhammad and Aja Yazir not only talk about revitalizing our own communities, they hit the pavement and do the work to ensure that we know and understand opportunities that are readily available to us. Whether you have $5,000 or 50 cents to your name, More Gold Investors offers the knowledge and resources we need to take back our economic power. Let's take a listen. Hey Queens, how you guys doing? I'm doing great, I'm doing well. I'm doing great as well. Hey, Queen. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming on, ladies. I'm so excited about this show. I have learned so much from both of you for, for the last few months. And I just want to hear a little bit more about what you guys are up to. So I've been listening to this new podcast, More Golden Investors, and I've actually attended at least one of your recent events. So I just have to know, what is More Golden Investors and what are you guys doing with that? <laughs> what is more gold investors? That is the question of the day, right? Aja, you want to go for it? You want me to go? Well, we, I, I can go. I'll give a brief summary of what we do. We are investors and we invest primarily in Gary, but um, Lakeshay does a lot of stuff in the south suburbs of Chicago, which is not too far from Gary. But I primarily focus this focus on Gary and we invest, we do seller financing, we do wholesaling, we educate the community on how they can invest without credit, without down payments, without banks. And that's a nutshell. In a mm -hmm. nutshell, that's what we do. And we support small businesses out here in Gary, which need a lot of support. We're really about changing the, the stigma that that's attached to Gary. Yes, that is that is pretty much what we do. Um, we also provide, you know, mentorship and consulting, you know, for those individuals who um, may need an extra spark, who may need, you know, private one-on-one -on -one, um, care. And I would say, in addition to that, you know, we we breathe life back in to blighted communities. You know, that is um, a part of what we do because we look at it like, you know, you see all around the world, um, especially here in the U.S., because this is where we live, you know, you see many communities 
um, that are blighted, you know, that have been destroyed in some shape, form, or fashion. And so our desire is to take a portion of that and be able to give life back to a place where life has been taken, whether it's because people have moved and um, just left their homes or, you know, now there is, whether it be crime or just, you know, um, tons and tons of property that are not being attended to. We want to be able to go into those communities and lift them back up and bring them back to a standard where we can have a good quality of life. And so we have decided to focus particularly on Gary, but like Aja stated, you know, we um, do do things in other areas, but in Gary in particular, it's just one of those places. It's like a golden city, like a, a gem, you know, and, you know, our goal really is to be able to um, uncover, you know, and unlock some of the gifts that's there. Now, see, I've never really put any thought into Gary, to be honest with you. I've, I've, I've heard people talk about Hammond and different, especially Maryville and those areas a little bit further south. But why do you think that Gary has experienced the, I, it sounds to me like a black flight. You know, I'm pretty sure at one point there was a white flight, but then just like some of our south suburban communities of Chicago, then there was a black flight. What do you think happened that took place to uh, put Gary into the situation that it is in today where it needs to be revitalized? Well, people lost jobs at the steel mill. Hmm. People lost jobs throughout the city when Maryville was created. Maryville annexed them itself from Gary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of white people moved to Maryville and they formed the city of Maryville, which is adjacent to Gary and adjacent. I mean, and Gary was pretty much left kind of blighted. The steel mm-hmm. mill started laying people off, businesses left. And here we are. There has been a lot of corruption as well with the politics. But here we are. Um, it used to be the murder, murder capital of the world in the 1990s, and it still holds that stigma. People really think that Gary is off the chain, like it's some kind of war zone. I mean, you know, crime happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when we, my, my family first moved to Gary, we were looking around like, okay, my husband and I were like, there's nobody outside saying rocks and blows. Ain't nobody doing it. Like, where is all this stuff that people are talking about? Yeah. So that we found out that the stigma isn't necessarily true. However, the city still has that stigma. And the city is not putting much work into its PR so that that stigma can be changed. And that's why more gold investors is so important. Because like you said, a lot of people are not even thinking about Gary. I think Gary thinks that Chicago thinks about Gary. But <laughs> reality is people in Chicago are not primarily thinking about Gary. You do have some entrepreneurs um, who are relocating from Gary to Chicago. And it's interesting that in the Willie Wilson debate that happened a couple of weeks ago, Willie Wilson mentioned that, the, you know, he was running for mayor of Chicago. He mentioned that Chicago was losing black population to Gary, which was very interesting for somebody to say that on that platform. So you do have some entrepreneurs, 
some investors, small investors from Chicago who are feeling the pinch of the taxes and the increased pressure on landlords in Chicago, and they are relocating to Gary. But mm -hmm. I mean, the stigma still remains and we have to work diligently on that. And, and Aja, um, she made a, a lot of interesting points, uh, all true. You know, when you think about the stigma that Gary has, where did the stigma really come from and mm. why? See, oftentimes we have things that have been presented to us, but everything I am convinced and I, you know, I've, I've been living long enough to see uh, a repeated cycle. Yeah. You know, you have those who plan behind closed doors and then you have those of us, you know, we call them the 85%, you know, the population, the masses you know, those who may not necessarily understand what they see and what's going on. And when you talk about this stigma, you know, as Aja mentioned, when her and her husband arrived, they're wondering, you know, where's this at? Like, mm -hmm. hear about this, but where is it at? I don't see it. Well, one shooting or two shootings in a town that may only have so many people. See, now we're dealing per capita. Yeah. So then yeah. when it's presented to the world, Gary, you know, the um, crime capital or the murder capital of the world. It's like, really? You know, and see, our minds are not really set up to think. It's just really set up to receive and take on the information as factual. Mm -hmm. Never questioning anything. Never wondering about the why. So I believe a lot of it was just untrue. See, sometimes... And not sometimes, but oftentimes when you think about people who really um, are projecting or looking into the future, you know, you talk about wealth builders, you talk about those who are creating generational wealth. That's one thing. But when you talk about those individuals who are looking um, into the future, saying 15, 20, 30 years from now, they sit in these rooms and they plan and they have to have a strategic plan. And so if I have decided that, you know what, this is prime location, how can I get these people to abandon their homes, leave, so it makes it easier for me to come in and grab them up at a very low price, um, almost, you know, pennies. How can I do that, you know, without creating hysteria? So I bring in, or maybe really even creating that, so I bring in language. I bring in different things that are going to have people exiting at large numbers. Mm -hmm. And then I wait. And then I sit. And then I wait. And then I wait. And that's, to me, what we see. We see a place that was once thriving. Now we don't see that. Mm -hmm. And over a period of time, this didn't just all happen overnight. I believe a lot of this was strategic. Some of it, not so much, but again, most of it, I do believe. And so now you have those same people who sat in those rooms, whether it was 10 and 15 years ago. Now they're saying, okay, I'm ready. And the reason I say this is true, because there's too many different things that's taking place now where Gary really is on the rise. You know, you don't hear just your average person talking about Gary. The people that you kind of see coming in, you know, outside of the ones that Aja mentioned, the ones that are coming from Chicago, the entrepreneurs, but I'm not talking about them. 
talking about these other people. You'll be so surprised who lives in Gary. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a, 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 a hint, how about he used to be the mayor of Chicago and he just so happens to have a place there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can go on and on. But see, these are the little hidden secrets, you know, that we don't really talk about because we don't know about them. But the fact still remains that somebody decided a long time ago that we're going to take this city over. And we're Mm going to do it strategically, but we're going to make it worth our while. So it doesn't matter if it sits up for 10, 15, 20 years. We wanted to do just that. Because now what happens with the property, the value of the property, it goes super down. It goes down. And we're able to just come in and, you know, get really what never belonged to us in the first place, but nobody else was doing anything. So now it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So Gary has been preyed upon. And that's just how I see it. Now. Yeah, it's definitely preyed upon. Yeah. And and there was something that you mentioned, like you said, that I think is interesting, how people have sat around, they made plans considering future generations. Is that something that you think as a people, we don't do enough of? Hmm thinking about our future generations and planning, or are we a very, at the moment right now, us right now, group of people? We absolutely are uh, right now. You know, we want the instant gratification. We want the microwave, you know, um, instant oatmeal kind of thing. We don't think oftentimes about the next generation. And I believe a lot of that has to do with conditioning. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us just kind of feel like, well, either... I've been through so much. I just need my apple pie right now. I don't want to wait for it to bake. I want it right now. Just give it to me, which is very unfortunate uh, because it puts our future at a disadvantage. And we see other communities that understand, they, we, they understand the significance of being able to prepare for the future. This is why behaviors are different in other communities amongst different people. And so to answer your question, you know, absolutely. Um, I see it as a great issue and a great problem. And again, this is one of the things that more gold investors, we focus on that. We focus, our goal, we want to build generational wealth. This is why we do what we do. And this is a part of why we do what we want. Excuse me, why we do what we do. But it's also a part of why we want to share with others to be able to do the same thing. Because it cannot only be about you. To me, it's pretty selfish that I would only consider what's going on in my life. And I'm not thinking about the lives of my children's children and my children's children's children. So I believe that it is something that is extremely important. And if we don't do it, what's going to happen is we're going to continue to repeat a vicious cycle. And we don't want to really see what that looks like, although many of us may not be living to see. But why wouldn't we want to give our future generation a head start? Why wouldn't we want to give them something, some type of foundation so that they can be successful? To me, that just that's just common sense. But unfortunately, we don't think like that. We would prefer to have, you know, our pie right now. Or as they say, pie in the sky. Some people prefer to be dead <laughs> and get, you know, what they feel is heaven. 
I prefer to have my heaven on earth right now while I live while I live. But I also want my children to be able to benefit and experience, you know, a life that is meant for original people, that is meant for the queens and the kings of this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, like you stated, that you mentioned people want that instant gratification because you made me think my family, we're homesteaders. So we're urban homesteaders within the city of Gary, which is pretty crazy in of itself. <laughs> but we <laughs> live some kind of crazy life. But it just makes me think how people are so fooled into believing that that instant gratification is truly instant gratification because it takes around the same amount of time to pop uh, apple pie in the oven that is processed and pre-made that it does to actually make one yourself. So, I mean, that just made me think of that. But to your point, um, Dr. Minks, you said that are we planning for the future? I think that because people have been trained to believe that they are poor, which I don't buy into poverty, especially in the United States of America, having having gone to other places and I have seen true, what we would call true poverty, Mm -hmm. but people have been trained into believing that they are poor within the United States of America and trained to believe that they are poor within a city like Gary. But the thing is, because you're trained to believe you're poor, now you have that mindset of poverty, which is day-to-day survival. So people are just trying to survive. If I could just get through the day, if I could just get through the day with whatever I have or whatever is given to me, or if I can just, we're, we're in February, well, we're in March right now. So mm-hmm. people have just gotten their taxes, which unfortunately is the biggest check that a lot of people get all year. If I can just hold on to the, if I can just wait until I get these taxes and then just go spend it all. So we're trained to just focus on survival. But when it comes to wealth building, you have to focus on progress and abundance. And I think that because people are trained to believe that they are poor, that they cannot focus on abundance. They don't even know what abundance looks like Mm -hmm. outside of what Lockie Shea mentioned, outside of that die and go to heaven abundance, all the pearly white gates and paradise and all that stuff that they've been taught They don't know that they can create that right here on earth right now. And that's the issue. So no, people are not thinking about what's going to happen to my great, 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 great grandchildren. We are living in a time where people don't even expect to live past 25. So it's almost impossible. Well, they think it's impossible to think for about their great, great, great grandchildren. And there's a a thought, like you said, uh, not so much abundance, but they really believe that there's a scarcity of everything, that there's yeah. not enough of anything for anybody. So why try? Yeah. You, you know, right there, you, you hit that on the head, um, Dr. Meeks. And um, if you, I will, you are definitely a listener to our podcast. And so you know that Aja and myself, we talk a lot about that scarcity mm-hmm. um, mindset versus the abundance mindset, because in order for us to change, you know, in order for us to really free ourselves, we have to take the shackles off our mind. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We have to really take the shackles off of our mind. It's so interesting to me how many of us really believe that we're free. And I beg to differ. Yeah, you may not necessarily be, you may be allowed to walk around and choose the jobs that you get and so forth and so on. But really, the question is, are you really free? Right. Because see, as long as your brain and your mind has been programmed to think a certain way, like Aja mentioned, thinking that you can't have this, thinking that, you know, it's impossible, then you really are still what I would consider to be a slave. Yes. And this is why focusing on mindset, even in real estate, especially in real estate and investing, is extremely important. It is the most, to me, important thing that you really can talk about in this type of business. Because before you can, and really in any kind of business or really anything that you do, because before you can do anything of substance and be successful, you have to really recondition your mind. You have to get rid of anything that you've previously been taught, even if it's from your parents. If it didn't make sense, we have a tendency to carry on a so-called legacy that really is a legacy of lynching, mm-hmm. lynching of the mind. Even we are so used to it's natural. I mean, because think about whether it be our diet and the things that we eat or whatever, um, it's been given to us and passed down. It's tradition, but there are so many things that have been passed down to us that just no longer fit. Mm-hmm. Not that they ever did fit. But if we really want to be successful, we have to think differently. There's just no way out of that. And so, you know, I would say that more gold investors, I think that's a huge priority. And even for us to be able to come together as a team, we, you know, we kind of handpicked and chose one another in a sense, mainly because of the mindset that we both came to the table with. Right. This would have been very difficult if. I thought like a slave, Yes. whether it be a runaway slave or a slave that decided to stay, you know, runaway slave is a little different, but and I'm not trying to be funny here, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that that mindset will destroy a business the same way that Harriet, our dear beloved sister, and we're in the month of March. And so, you know, um, this is Women's History Month. It is. Um, and so when I think about her, and the things that she went through, dealing with a certain mindset of a people that she was attempting to free. How difficult and challenging that was. But now you're talking about years later. Mm -hmm. Boy, boy, you would think that her job would be a lot easier today. But I don't know about that. Because again, we don't have the shackles on our hands. We've been so conditioned that we will remain. We will still go and stay in the master's house. We still will decide that we're only going to accept or take on a a certain salary because that's all we're worth. Yes. And I'm here to say that the entire earth belongs to you. It belongs to us. So how dare I determine how much you've decided that I'm worth and how much I can have if I decided I wanted it all, then I can have it all. And so with more gold investors, we're going for the big stuff. 
And it's not just about financial freedom. It's about really complete liberation in every aspect of our life. Aja already mentioned, you know, her and her family and what they do in terms of, you know, growing food, which is another major part, you know, of this piece of freedom. Because if you're not controlling what it is that you're putting in your body, you don't know what you're getting. So all of this really, uh, it works hand in hand, although it may seem like it's unrelated. It's related. It's connected because it all really speaks to our real liberation, you know, mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Harriet, she said, I have freed thousands of slaves and would have freed more if they even knew that they were slaves. Mm -hmm. And that's still the same condition that we're living in right now. But you have to be able to think creatively and abundantly, like Lockie Shay, if you are in real estate or in any business, but especially in creative real estate, because you have to be able to look at a property and say, okay, I'm going to get that property. And I'm not going to necessarily go through a bank because I may not be able to qualify to go through a bank. Or if I qualify, maybe I just don't want to go through a bank because after so many properties, the bank might say, okay, we're not giving you any more money, even though you have all of these properties. So what ways can I get this property? Because I'm not going to take no for an answer. So you have to be able to think abundantly and know that you can get that property. And you have to be able to think of ways to get that property that are beyond what you've been taught, that are beyond the realtor, that are beyond the banks. You have to be able to think richly in order to do what we do. So I have a question. With, with your real estate efforts, are they mostly focused on people who are interested or, or desire to live in the homes that they invest in or investors or both? Both. Okay. We focus on investors. And we also focus on people who are primarily first-time home buyers okay. um, through seller financing. But the investing end of it is mostly done through wholesaling. But we do other transactions as well. Okay. And I learned a lot about wholesaling when I was at one of your events recently, um, one of your cash mob events, and that was very educational. Can you tell us, you know, kind of briefly, what does it mean to be a wholesaler and how is that different than traditional real estate? Sure. Um, wholesaling really is just like how it sounds when you think about wholesaling, you know, we live in a, a, a marketplace where, you know, people can go and get, uh, whether it be real estate, whether it be shoes, but whether it be just your everyday thing, and they can get it at a price that's below the market value. So with wholesaling, the key is to be able to identify properties uh, that are much cheaper than the average property that may be sold, you know, through your local realtor. And then once you identify those properties, then you identify who that seller is and then who a potential buyer might be. And so many of the buyers are usually investors. So although with us at More Gold Investors, we are investors, wholesaling happens to be one of our exit strategies, just like um, Aja mentioned seller financing. Seller financing happens to be one of our exit strategies. You know, fixing and flipping is another exit strategy. So there are various exit strategies, but within the, um, the idea of wholesaling, 
It's just being able to, again, find properties that are below market value and sell those properties to an investor or to a buyer that wants to get them at a good discounted deal. It's not wholesale if you're paying market value for it. Other than that, you could just go to your realtor and just say, hey, I want to buy a home. Why is that important? Because if I'm an investor, I'm in this business to make money. Mm-hmm. So I want to build my portfolio. In order for me to do that quickly, then I want to be able to get in and get as many properties as I can, those that I've identified in a particular area, those that I've identified that match you know, my criteria. So it is ideal for me to go in and find them at a wholesale price. Because what investors usually will tend to do is either if they're not buying them and holding on to them, which is another exit strategy, then they're buying them and then they're um, fixing them up and then they're flipping them and turning around and selling them. So definitely, it's like you see the man, if you know, for those of you who may live like in the Midwest, like, you know, near the Chicagoland area, you oftentimes see what many people may refer to as street peddlers. Mm-hmm. Or in the streets, they may have towels. Got your socks, got your socks. You know, um, we have at, at good times, you know, we saw um, what's his name? Um, I can't think of the guy in good times. What's his name? <laughs> oh, don't bring up that show. <laughs> and and um, he basically had all he would open his coat, mm-hmm. and in his coat, he had chains, he had everything. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't necessarily know how he got those items, but let's just say he was able to go somewhere and get them below market price right. and now mark the price up and be able to sell it. And we were happy to get it because it was way cheaper mm-hmm. than what we would pay for in the store. So like, you know, some people, they used to call them boosters back in the day. They would hit up the beauty salons and the barbershop. They, that was your modern day, um, I can't think of the guy name again for good times, but that was your modern day person who he's coming to the barbershop or the um, beauty salon and he's bringing all your needs. He, and he knows what you like. He knows that you like, you know, these kind of jeans. He knows that you like these kind of shoes. He knows that you like these kind of bags or whatever. And he makes sure that when he goes out to get these items from these wholesalers or these, you know, other dist- distributors, He's picking them out, cherry picking them out to meet your specifications. This is exactly what wholesalers do. Okay. Or people who's wholesaling, they're pretty much doing the same thing. Did you want to add anything to that, Aja? No, not. I think she summed up wholesaling perfectly. She focused, like she focuses on wholesaling more than I do. I focus on seller financing more so than wholesaling. Okay. Well, tell us about that. When seller financing, you become the bank. Okay. Because this business is is a great way to scale your business if you do become the bank. Because in this business, it's difficult to scale if you go through a bank. So with seller financing, I get together. Just this is a scenario. I buy a property. And then I find somebody who wants to get their property, but they may not have good credit or they may have, they may not be able to go through a bank or whatever, whatever the situation, they could even be a business owner. And sometimes business owners have difficulty going through a bank. 
So then I would set up a contract and seller finance to that person. And they would give a down payment just as if I'm a bank because I am a bank in this, in that scenario, they would pay a down payment and I would charge an interest rate. So I collect the interest rate as well as their monthly payment. So that's a great way to scale in this business. And just like with wholesaling, you don't necessarily have to come up with money in the beginning of the deal. So if Lockie Shea and I are doing a seller finance deal, we don't necessarily have to, I'm not going to go into too many details with it because it might be confusing, but we don't necessarily have to come up with our money to buy the property initially, but we can enter into a contract much like a wholesale contract with the seller, with the original seller, and we can get the deed deeded to us and we become the owner of the property and then we sell the finance to somebody else. But when we collect the money from the person that we're seller financing to, we pay a portion of that to the original, original seller. I know that might sound confusing. So <laughs> if somebody is confused, go back and rewind. Yes. And, then, and listen to it a couple of times. But it's a great way to scale in this business. You have to become the bank. You have to become the lender. And so, yeah. mm -hmm. go ahead, like you said. No, I'm just gonna agree with Aja. You know, and I, I, I love it. I love the fact that you become the bank. Mm -hmm. who, I mean, who, who, who does that except a creative thinker? Yes. Right. Because most time, most of the time, and I'm sure Aja has experienced this. You know, we both have. People will tell us that, you know, oh, that's illegal. You know, that's the, that's the mindset of a slave. Mm. Point, period, point blank. Um, we can't escape. You know, we can't go. Master didn't say, I, I am master. <laughs> I'm the master of my own universe. And I right. determined that I'm going to be the banker today. So we're not going to do things the traditional way. Not to say that there's a problem with doing things in traditional way at all, especially when you may not have known. Well, so today at More Gold Investors, you don't have an excuse because now right. you know. Now, right. if you want right. to get in, no problem. But if you don't, no problem. But never say that you did not know. Mm -hmm. This is just another opportunity. And so just as, you know, Aja described, being the banker here is key. And there are other areas, you know, neither of the areas that we mentioned or the exit strategies that we mentioned might be of interest, you know, but there are many others. These are not the um, only ones, but the reason that we kind of focus on these two in particular is because we're looking to create opportunity for those who may have a reason why they can't get in the game. And the biggest reason yeah. is usually I don't have money. Now we're saying you don't have to. All you really have to do is have the desire to do it, the willing willingness to learn in the right mindset. Resources and everything else are really right here at your fingertips. We can provide you with that. And then once you make up your mind that this is what you want to do, oh, well, we can show you how it can be done. So you don't need, you don't need, maybe you might need a dollar and some time, you know, but pretty much, you know, that's, that's, that's really it. So that's the reason that I believe that we really, not that we don't do other exit strategies, because we do, um, 
But we focus on these two in particular because it allows you to free yourself and really not have any excuses. So there are no excuses. There's no reason why you cannot create generational wealth for the future generations following this method. And, and let me just say, on another note, my name is Lenny. Lenny was his name. <laughs> oh, <I'm good>. um, <laughs> Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> I got Lenny. plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> okay, Lenny. All right. Well, we talked about creativity earlier. Um, one of the things that I love about you guys is that you're, you're, you are being creative in your approach and educating people. So you've had bu bus tours, you've had cash mobs. So I had a chance to sit down and get a pedicure while I learned about wholesaling. So tell us about that and, and what, what that process is like, the, the bus tours, how you partner with other entrepreneurs in the Gary community, et cetera. You know, Gary is so dope in that, so many, like we talked about earlier, so many entrepreneurs, small business owners and investors are coming to Gary for opportunities. But the thing is, we can help them market themselves and market their businesses so that they can be more successful because it's not just about us buying real estate or putting people into these homes. We have to build entire communities. Mm -hmm. If you drive through Gary, you can see that the, the city is pretty much blighted in many, many ways. So it's not just the housing. We're talking about commercial blight. We're talking about all types of blight. So we've teamed up with businesses within Gary to help promote their businesses and in turn bring people from Chicago and the surrounding areas to check out what's going on in Gary. So our last event was the Cash Mob. And we supported Level Up Nails um, Salon, which is on Fifth Avenue, a new business in Gary. The owner is from Chicago. And we just walked in and just knew that we wanted to support her in that way. And we also have our bus tours that come from Chicago into Gary. So it's just really about a PR. Like, we are the PR campaign right now. We are. We are. We are. <laughs> we are. And we are. And I just wanted to say really quickly, you know, Aja, when we really got started, when you think about it, um, and I know Dr. Meese, you kind of mentioned this earlier when you were asking a question. Um, I don't remember specifically what the question was, but it made me to think about the perception that, you know, people currently have, you know, with Gary. One of our goals, Aja, when we came together, we talked about this, how we really wanted to change the perception. Yeah. And yeah. no one was doing it. Now, there have been people, don't get me wrong, that have come and they've gone. They've come and they've gone. We're not the first. And we won't be the last, but we're definitely going to be the best of what we have to offer. And a part of that is being able to change the image and perception of how people see Gary. And this is why we, a part of the reasons why we started the podcast, because we wanted to be a new voice. We wanted to give the real, you know, we didn't want to like give this fairy tale either of what was going on in Gary. We give it to you real and raw, mm -hmm. but we also focus on the beauty that's there. This is why going to a level of nail. See, this is important, like Aja mentioned, this is an extreme um, important factor, you know, in this whole scheme of things. Because 
what does it look like if we go and buy all these houses in Gary? And then we create a community, but we have no business owners. Right. Are you kidding me? We have to have a foundation that is able to sustain the community that we're building. We are community builders. We revitalize communities. We develop communities. And a part of development, a great part of it is looking at everything that that person is in need of from the grocery stores to the laundromats to, you know, you can go on and on. So knowing that there are other um, entrepreneurs out there that are wanting to provide services and resources for um, the community, it's important that we have a relationship with them and it's important that we support them because when they win, we win. And when we win, they win. We're in this together. We are a family. And it's not just about us. See, it's so easy. And this is where I have a hard time, even in, um, you know, seeing what other people are doing when it's not necessarily for the good mm-hmm. of the whole of the community. Because people come in to get rich and fat off of the, 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 um, the meat and the juice in Gary. They say, oh, we're going to suck it till it's dry. People go into poor communities oftentimes because they know that they're at a disadvantage. So they put stores that suck the life out of them. They become like leeches. Mm -hmm. This is why it's important that instead of being a leech, meaning that you're extracting and pulling out the best part of that community, we want to pour back into the community by breathing life and light back, Mm -hmm. you know, to something or a place where it's no more, where it's gone. So um, when I just listen, you know, uh, to Aja, you know, kind of describe that, I think that it's just important to know that that is a part of why we're here. Well, what has been some of the pushback that you have heard from people who, who may not be comfortable? My, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I know a lot of people who are not comfortable or familiar with homeschooling, they're concerned with schools, they're concerned with the community outside of business. Um, what have you, have you received that type of response from people? And if so, how do you guys plan to help support people who are trying to figure that out? You know, when I um, post stuff on, I realize Facebook marketplace a lot. Mm-hmm. So when I post houses on on Facebook Marketplace, sometimes I get replies from people. One person was like, "That's scary, Gary. Why would why why would I want to invest in? Why why are you contacting me? Move around. Go see. <laughs> go go play outside. Go do something. Why are you contacting me? So I don't know. Like you say, might have a better answer for you, but I basically ignore because I'm like, okay, well, miss out then. Miss out because there are a lot of opportunities in this city. And I don't know of any city that is this close to Chicago. There aren't any other cities that's this close to Chicago with this many opportunities, with access to the lake, with access to commercial development, with access to beautiful homes. We talked about the beauty of Gary, but because we're on a podcast, I don't know if we can clearly convey that. Mm-hmm. So I when we first well no the other day my husband and I went to the beach 
it was maybe 11 o'clock at night. Can you do that in Chicago? I don't think so. And it's the middle of the winter as well. But we went to the beach. We sat in the car, and we don't have to pay for parking over there. I mean, and then we have this beautiful architecture and the beautiful lake shore. And this is so many, it's so much beauty in this city, and a lot of people don't recognize it. But I feel like, look, if you don't recognize it, so be it, so what? And maybe I'm just cold with it. Like she is a more warm person than I could ever be. So I think maybe she needs to explain how she addresses that. <laughs> you know that, <laughs> Andre, you are so funny. <laughs> um, you know, I will say this. I, um, I can see how it is a concern. But, you know, I think the difference in the way that I see it is that I'm looking, I'm not looking at the here and the now. I'm looking at the future. So really in order to come here to Gary, in order to invest in Gary and really see, you have to have vision, deep, deep, deep vision. I mean, whoo, vision, like really. Because as we mentioned, we're talking about building generational wealth. So it's not about just today. So if I'm somebody who's talking about moving to Gary and I'm concerned about education, it, it can be a concern because the fact of the matter is this, they're not, um, there's only one public high school that's in Gary, and Gary is huge. There are many charter schools, but there's only one public um, high school. So everybody pretty much is bus or goes to that particular high school if they're going to go to public. And then, you know, there are charter schools all around. And like you mentioned, Dr. Mies, everybody's not into the homeschooling thing. Um, and I understand that. So there, and then people, you know, they're not, they don't have a necessarily a lifestyle that can support, you know, homeschooling. So something does have to be done. And I believe that in the future, once we really get people to buy on to the idea, just like anything else, you have to build up. Mm -hmm. So once you begin to see that there are people who are interested and who are really like, okay, this is going to be my exodus. This is going to be the place where I'm going after, you know, I'm leaving wherever I'm at, I'm, I'm, and I'm coming here to Gary. Then this is when community planning, we have been in talks and we have had great conversation over the course of the months um, with some local people from the Chicagoland area who have expressed an interest. This is back, you know, when it was still warm outside, when we were having community meetings and we were talking with people, you know, quite a few people who actually became those who um, were a part of our tour. And these were individuals who had come together. I'm talking about, you know, maybe a good 50 or 60 who were like, look, I, I see the vision. I understand it. I want a piece of it. Mm -hmm. These are people who have a different mindset though. They're, they're ready to get out of Chicago. They're ready to have a couple of acres of land. They understand the importance of growing their own food. They understand the importance of educating their children. So they understand all these things. And this conversation did come up. But again, they also understand the efforts of a grassroots um, collective coming together so that we can build. So what I would say to those who are concerned 
it's it's a lot of it is sacrifice. Yeah. Our people, when we were lynched and burned out of cities, having no place to go and had to start all over again, there wasn't anything that was already built. We had to build some things from the ground up. And I'm not saying that there's nothing there in Gary. Mm-hmm. What I am saying, though, is that that is a concern and it's a understandable. I understand it, you know, but when you are thinking about uh, everything else, like education is a piece of it. It's a major piece of it. But when you start thinking about everything else centered around freedom, mm-hmm. you know, collective works and responsibility, all these different things, then it only becomes a slice of it. And then we have to just figure out ways that we can work that out. Even if it means, which there have been talk on the table about rebuilding and establishing a system or school that can complement the needs and the desires of the other people who are coming in. But see, all of this is, this, this is boots on the ground kind of stuff. Right. This is what we start now coming together with more people we're saying, yeah, I, I really am ready. And I'm because even the people that we have met with over the months, some of them are ready, but some of them ain't ready. Mm-hmm. One thing to be ready, it's another thing you just slowly just ready. You mm-hmm. you kind of there, it's like being half woke. You know, somebody you you know, you're sleeping in the bed and and all somebody all of a sudden somebody comes and they wake you up. You know, yeah. you still like a little disoriented, you looking around trying to figure things out, opposed to just being already up with your shoes on ready to go out the door and take care of some business. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> this is so interesting because it goes back to more gold and why we came up with the name more gold. Lucky Shay is, um, she's in the nation of Islam and I am in the nation of gods and earth known as the 5% nation. Mm. And the conversation that we're having right now about schools, actually the whole conversation makes me think of more gold it's like why does he love the devil he loves the devil because the devil gives him nothing these schools i don't care where the school is whether it's in gary chicago or whether it's in timbuk well not in timbuktu whether it's in gary chicago naperville the great schools that we always talk about they still ain't shit and i'm gonna say that because dr meek said i could curse on this podcast that's right so that's what I'm so, they still ain't shit. so we are we are sitting here talking about oh i'm not gonna send my child or i'm not gonna go to gary because schools are substandard well hell the schools where you are are substandard i went to one of the top schools in chicago when i was in high school and when i got there i was like this is some bullshit because i grew up in a family my father was a member of SNCC. And then he began, then he started working with the Black Panther Party. So in my household, I always read. I had to read. That was just a part of the culture of the household. But when I got to the public school that I went to, and I opened up a book, and it said copyright 1950-something, mm-hmm. and I was in school between 1990 and 1994, I was like, oh, this shit is real. This, shit is, this is really Brown versus the Board of Education, separate and unequal. So you're talking about, okay, I'm not going to go to Gary because school is substandard. I don't give a hell where you are, the school is substandard. So unless you take control of the education of your own child, or unless you take control of your own life, your own legacy, you're going to be living in substandard conditions anyway. 
So why not come to Gary and rebuild? And it goes back to mindset, like you both have mentioned. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Houston up here talking about some, oh, well, the schools are waxed. I, I could go on and on. And maybe, you know, maybe I can go on and on because I just had some June tea and I feel a little bit, <laughs> I feel a little <laughs> bit high. But I can just go on and on about this topic. About because yeah. you have to learn how to do for self, mm-hmm. and this is an environment where you can do for self the things that we are doing here in Gary. I can't even imagine doing them in Chicago or any major city. This is a land of do for self, so unless you are ready to do that, stay your ass over there, <laughs> don't come here. We've been in talks to all these organizations, but let me tell you, they ain't gonna do nothing for you. Right. Nothing. So, unless if you are not with the mindset of I'm getting ready to roll up my sleeves and make things happen for my family, for my generation, for myself, this is not the place for you. It's not. It, it definitely is not. Now, it can be 20 years down the road, 15 years down the road when things are more established. And a lot of people like to get in then. People don't like to get in on the boat, you yeah. know, when the boat is just getting off, you know, getting into the water. People like to wait to see it go around and around again. And sometimes it's just because we don't have the faith or we lack the vision. Um, but as Aja said, you know, we have to do for self. We both come from backgrounds where it's all about doing for self. So we don't sit around waiting for anybody to do for us what we can very well capable and are capable of doing for ourselves. Um, and, you know, it's, we're just at a point that if we don't do for ourselves, we're going to suffer the consequences. We're suffering the consequences right now. We're suffering the consequences because, I mean, a part of this was shown to us when we watch what took place with the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. If you if you didn't get it then, then you definitely not going to get it. Now let me just say this, you know, real quick and then we can hop off this subject, but I I the president or you know those they refer to him as number 45. Honestly, and and I, and I some of your listeners they you know people may not understand what's about to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But in all truth and honesty, I really feel that he was one of the better things that happened to America. And I say that in all sincerity because what he showed us through his time in office was this, if we did not get up off of our backsides and do something for ourselves, then we're going to have hell to pay. Mm -hmm. See, before we were so romanced. Mm -hmm. We were very romanced. We were saying lullabies over a great period of time. And we thought that we were safe, especially when we got a black president. Oh boy, that was, you know, for some people, that was the best thing since sliced bread and butter. The the best thing since all American apple pie. But it put us to sleep. And for those of us who are working towards a worthy goal, we stopped. And said, Mm-mm, nope, 
So the reason I say that he was one of the better things that happened to us is because for many people, they got a wake up call. Mm -hmm. It's like being in a house where there is fire and somebody's trying to wake you up and you're in such a deep sleep. You don't smell the smoke. You don't feel the heat. So somebody comes and throws cold water on you and you get up like, whoa, what in the heck is going on? Why would you do that? That's us here in America. We're fighting. Why would you do that? But if that cold water wouldn't have hit your face, you would still be sleeping and the house would have burnt you down. Mm -hmm. The fire would have burnt you down. Excuse me. So this is why I see that he was good for us because if nothing else, and I'm not saying that he's all this great person. Understand what I'm saying, you know. Right. He's who he is. But he had a job to do. And he's doing that job. So I'm hoping that, especially with the government shutdown, people saying, okay, this thing is real. Because, see, we've been spending so much energy. That's why it's so important where energy goes. Many of us have been spending so much energy on Trump and what he's doing and what he ain't doing. If I was to give political advice, what I would say is you better spend that same energy looking in your own front door and looking in the mirror and asking yourself, what is it that I can do for my nation? And when I say my nation now, I'm talking about for yourself and your people, the people in your household. Let's start there. What can I do for myself since my nation can't do anything for me, since the government then shut down, since I see that I have a president that's this way or that way, how can I make a difference? This is the best season for entrepreneurship. This is the, I mean, oh my goodness, this is the best time because we clearly have a sign in every which way to tell us that nobody is going to comfort us and that you can wake up tomorrow and be out of a job because places are closing down left and right. People are now using machines. You know, we know the game. We, we know what's taking mm -hmm. place. The question is, are we going to think about it? Um, so I would just say that us, you know, using our energy to focus on what's not happening, it's better that we take that energy and use it wisely to build something and not sit up here and wait for anybody to do anything for us that as able-bodied human beings, we are very much capable of doing for ourselves because we will suffer the consequences. And the consequences, oh, they won't be, they won't be nice. Will not be nice. And it it may the government shutdown had a trickle-down effect. You think about the Department of Health. What happened there? Well, we saw more contamination of food, mm -hmm. but you're not growing your own food. So now you're dependent upon uh, an environment of food contamination. Then we saw, well, if we have another government shutdown, we're going to see an even deeper housing crisis mm -hmm. than what's coming. We're going to go into another housing crisis. Banks are going to stop lending. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to do seller financing. You're going to have to do wholesale. You're going to have to think of creative ways to function. Then we're also seeing schools being shut down, not just in Gary, but throughout the nation. There Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago there. has shut down how many schools? I don't even know. I've lost count. Yes. Quite a yes. bit. And there used to be a time when being a teacher was a very stable position. 
but it's not a stable position anymore. Being a teacher is not stable. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to figure it out. Yes, many of us work nine to five jobs or 11 to five, 11 to seven, whatever kind of jobs we work, but there are opportunities for you to homeschool outside of that, online or whatever have you. But we're going to see more of people having to do something for themselves or they are going to perish. Definitely so. And so I definitely, before I let you guys go, we talked about this before we start recording, but you all individually have a history of business and entrepreneurship that I would love to hear more about. What, what have you been doing or what have, have you done in the past that led up to you guys working together for more gold investors? Hell, I don't know. Aja, we talked about you quite a bit before we start recording. <laughs> We talk quite a bit about about your 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 past. So, like you say, shall we start with that story? Okay, how about this? So, Aja, since she doesn't want to speak for herself, I don't mind speaking for her. But Aja has is a serial entrepreneur. For myself, I just don't want to speak for myself. Okay. Well, I'll speak on your on Aja's behalf, which I have no problem doing. Aja is a serial entrepreneur. She's been an entrepreneur probably since she hit the ground walking. Um, she is not new to real estate at all. Her um, history of real estate goes way back. She has purchased properties. I mean, she's probably been in real estate, I want to say since the 90s. Um, I think that would be fair to say. And so she's done a whole lot over the years, you know, just in real estate alone. In addition to that, Aja has a skincare company called Simple Beauty Naturals. You can find them at simplebeautynaturals.com. And the skincare company that she has was really, part of it was born out of just a need because she realized that there were not many um, skincare companies that were out here that valued health. And so a lot of things that we see on the market today, they are very toxic. They say that they're vegan, which is fine, but that's just saying that basically it's not made with any animal product. Aja took it a step further because we understand the importance of what goes into your skin and how it affects your organs and how it affects your day-to-day living. Um, and so she decided to create a product that was um, really beautiful in nature. That's why I love the fact that it's called Simple Beauty um, Natural. Beautiful in nature in that it's... Um, is made with the highest quality, you know, of products that you can find that are not only vegan, but that are food grade, which is a different from just being regular vegan, just not have, it could be vegan and have all kinds of toxins and chemicals and dyes and colors and it turn your lips purple and you can't wash that stuff off. Her stuff is made, you know, with the purest of ingredients that you can even eat. So I, so that, that's a little bit about what she has done, which has led her to this uh, way of entrepreneurship for myself. Um, I'm the owner of the Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation, which is a one-stop shop to wellness. Um, You know, we help clients to obtain optimal health and wellness through mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional alignment. Um, And so I do a lot of things, you know, as it relates to health as as well as healing. And the thing about us coming together is that we really both were on a very similar and same mission because a part of healing and health is economic Mm -hmm. health. 
you know, it's important. So although, yeah, I dealt with physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, Aja also dealt with some of the same things as it relates to health. But like I said, she was already in the real estate game. I have much experience in real estate dating all the way back, you know, to 2000s. But coming together, we understood the importance of holistic health, which holistic meaning, holistic spelled with a W, meaning that we're looking at every aspect of a person's life. Because when you think about building a community, you can't leave any of those areas out. How can you have a fully healthy community without focusing on the mind, the body, the spirit, the economics, the education, social aspect? So us coming together was a perfect marriage for more gold investors, which even in the title, more gold, we didn't really get to that. But more gold, the significance of that is that our people were promised that they would receive more gold. Many of our people who were taken and kidnapped and brought over here to a country that was foreign to them, they were promised that they were going to receive more than what they were earning in their own country, many of them but they were lied to, they were tricked. And many came over here unwillingly, but some came because they thought that they would get more. They looked at America the Great, like many people look at America the Great, not knowing that these people had a plan for them. So our goal and more gold investors is to reclaim the lost gold that we were promised. Kind of like the 40 acres and a mule. Right. We were promised that we were going to be given 40 acres in the mule, but we still haven't gotten it. Mm -hmm. So more gold investors decided that we were coming together with a plan. We want way more than just 40 acres. We want a land that we can really call our own. We want to build and establish communities really all over. We're just focusing right now on this space. And in the helps with other people all over the world, we can do that. We need to understand that the day of separating ourselves from people who really don't care for us and don't love us, it's the time that we're going to have to do that or we're going to end up in a situation similar to what many of our foreparents were in. So in a nutshell, like I said, we both come from entrepreneur backgrounds um, and our marriage, you know, informing more gold investors, we understand the holistic approach that needs to take place when we're talking about building a healthy, overall healthy, holistic community. You know, I don't know if you can hear me because again, I'm having a lot of feedback in this, in this house that we're rehabbing. You sound good. So I really hope you can hear me. But um, and I was pregnant with my third child and like Shay was my midwife. And we had already seen each other. We had our children went to daycare. Wow. <laughs> our children are like almost grown. My son is 18. Your children are how old? Um, 18 and 15. And so yeah, wow. they went to they went to um daycare together. Wow. Right. <laughs> they went to daycare together. So we had known each other, we had seen each other. I knew that Lacha Shea was very supportive um of many, many businesses. I had already known that she was in the health field and she served as my midwife for my third child. She passed my, she passed away, but, um, in the hospital, but during that trial, Lucky Shea was really, really there. 
she was really there. So I began to know her character. I already knew that she was a good person, but I began to really, really know her character because she was really, really there. That was a huge trial in my life. But I didn't even know prior to that that she was already ready into wholesaling. Mm. Like, how does that even happen? I didn't even know she was into wholesaling until we had a brief conversation. I think I had mentioned wholesaling because it was very new to me. I used to be a realtor in Chicago and I didn't even know what wholesaling was. And I think I may have brought it up one day and she said that she was into that and she had been doing it for a while. She would be driving for dollars. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years later, it was still on my mind because we were trend, we were moving to Gary. My family was moving to Gary. So it was still on my mind. And I said, you know what? Our children are very close in age. This is all was going on in my mind. Like mm-hmm. Shay didn't know that I was getting ready to reel her in. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. But I was thinking, okay, our children are really close in age and it will be great. Even though they don't really know each other now, they knew each other as babies. But it would be great if they could kind of work together and build a legacy and start building wealth for themselves. That was the initial plan. But then it turned around and like Shay and I began to work together on more, more gold investors. So that's just really how we came together. I think that was the question. I hope that was the question. <laughs> Well, I would like to add that I admire both of you queens wholeheartedly. I mean, it's it's not too often that I find people who are genuine, who are well-versed, and not only that, will take the time, invest, and learn, and to research the information that they present. Um, again, I'll say it again, not only do you talk about it, you do it. I've seen your work. I'm completely enamored by it. And so I want to thank you for what you do. And for pouring into me, whether, you know, you knew it or not, even if it was indirectly, you've absolutely poured into me. Well, Dr. Meeks, I, I must say that it, it is an indeed honor. I don't think that there's any other show that um, I would be that excited about being on outside of yours because you yourself, you know, you talk about uh, what we do for you, but you've done the same thing for us as well. And you do that for the entire community. You are such a a lovely individual who has so much to share, so much to offer. I mean, I can go, I can write a book about some of the things that you do and how you've inspired me, you know, um, not only with your writings and with your words, with your, you know, ability as well to pour into people, to support people, to provide a platform like this, you know, even your research abilities and, you know, what you are working on and getting ready to come out with this documentary. And I mean, I can go on and on. So it's an honor to even be here sitting at your feet and just being able to chit chat, you know, three queens, you know, conversating. I think this is awesome. And I thank you. I thank you for the women that you bought onto your show, the men that you bought onto your show, and the light that you shine, you know, to those who just did not know, highlighting individuals, you know, who are making a difference, you know, within the community. So I appreciate you. You know, I'm half of our gold investors. You know, you you know, you rock. Conversation. Thank you. <laughs> you rock. I enjoy the candidate of how real you are 
um, and explaining your backstory and how real you are when bringing in the guests that you bring on. So I definitely, it's an honor to be on the show. Oh, well. thank you. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm very humbled. I really appreciate that. I, I don't want to miss an opportunity also to talk about some of your upcoming events. I mean, looks like you all may have some stuff happening this summer. Can we chat about that? Or is it, or is it still under wraps? Is it still a secret right now? We, we can chat about it. I think, we, I think it's very safe to chat about it because we okay. want people to know. So listen up. We have a couple of things that we're working on. Aja and myself um, are working so that we can provide more opportunities, more resources um, and education for you. And so we do have an event that's coming up and it's going to be August the 24th. Um, the actual location, you know, we will let you know that information here. But the event is called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Rocks and Rules the World. I'm going to say that again because, see, this is powerful. I'm about to get super excited and hyped. <laughs> the Hand That Rocks the Cradle rocks and rules the world we've heard about the hand that rocks the cradle we've heard about that yep see the hand that rocks the cradle it rocks and rules the world why there are so many women who are stepping up to the plate there are women around the world black women who are now saying you know what this is my time this is my year and i don't care it's time that i do this and so at this particular conference, we are highlighting women from around the world who are rocking and ruling the world because they are entering or mastering um, and coming into male-dominated industries. So for example, we have women who, are, who own their own construction companies. Mm. We have women who own their own crowdfunding, the first black woman to have this crowdfunding company. One of our sisters who's gonna be joining us at this conference, her name is Lynn, and she operates by the block, which is an organization that was built to help sisters like us. Mm -hmm. She knows her stuff. We have others, you know, who are into the cryptocurrency world. They went from clicking curling irons to cryptocurrency, you know, becoming a banker uh, we have women you know who are mastering many industries and we want to bring them all together on a platform so that other women and other men because it's not just a woman's event it's just highlighting women can know the power of what these women have done and who can learn and benefit from what it is that they do so we are super excited about this event we do have a uh, another sister who's going to be joining us. I won't necessarily say who that's going to be, but when I say that the sister is bad, mm. when I say that she's bad, I want to kind of hint off and say some of the things that she's done, but I won't go there right now. But I just will say that you won't, or you won't be um, upset that you came because you're going to get a full opportunity to engage with these women. You're going to hear from them. You're going to hear their story. And you're going to also get an opportunity to have um, more conversations and perhaps mentorship and just learn. So it's an uh, a opportunity to learn and grow. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking like, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is my year. This is for you. If you're somebody who just want to be inspired, maybe you are thinking about doing some things and you're a little, you're sitting on the fence and you're kind of afraid. Maybe you're not an entrepreneur, but you're thinking about it. This is for you. If you're an established business owner, 
who's been in business for years, this still is for you because we're going to have people there that's going to be present that will feed you and give you information that is going to help you in your business. Or if you're a, a person who just wants to simply be inspired and support women who rock and rule the world, this is for you. So August the 24th is the date and location is coming soon. But oh my God, I can't wait for that day because when women come together who are rocking and ruling, boy, 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 what a day. I am marking my calendar. That's a Saturday, correct? That is a Saturday. Yes, yes. it is. Well, I am excited about that. I'm excited about that. It Before we go, I just want to make sure that our audience knows how to follow you, how to um, tune into your podcast, all the good stuff related to what you guys are doing with more golden investors. Sure. Um, you can find out more information by going to www.moregoldinvestors.com. You can also listen to our podcast, which is called More Gold Investors Podcast on any of the channels in which you're comfortable, whether it be, you know, Apple, Google, YouTube, Stitcher, um, Anchor, you know, any of your favorites. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at either Aja at moregoldinvestors.com or Lakishay, L-A-K-I-C-H-A-Y at moregoldinvestors.com. Um, I just wanted to quickly add also that More Gold Investors has been invited to speak in Cuba this year. So we are going to be representing in Cuba, okay? And we're going to be talking about none other than real estate investing on a global scale. So we are definitely look, looking forward to that as well. Um, and don't forget that every month, especially when the, the um, weather breaks, we're going to have more tours that you can be a part of. Our tours are fabulous. If you go onto our More Gold Investors Facebook page, which you can find us at More Gold Investors on Facebook, um, you will also see, as well as More Gold Investors on um, Instagram, you will also see many comments of those who have attended our past tours. And when I say they are all of that, they are luxury. They are. I mean, you know, those who have joined us, they know that we definitely give them the best. So those are the areas where you can find us and contact us. Um, Aja, did you have anything to add? Because I may have left um, a handle out. Instagram, more gold investors. That's the only one that was left out. Okay. Yep. Oh, YouTube. So yeah, more gold investors at YouTube. Well, Queens, before I let you go on with your busy schedule, because I know your schedules are packed, did you want to leave us with any parting words, any any words of encouragement, advice? Just get up, get out, and get something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Just do it. Get up and get it. Know that you can and know that you have no limits on what you can do. If, you, if it has truly been put in your brain that you want something in your life all you have to do is just go out and get it build a team and go out and get it absolutely yeah and um for me i would you know say really the same thing um whatever it is that you believe that you desire whatever it is that you desire desire 
you can get it. You can master it. You know, you're the master of your own universe, your universe being yourself. Um, think outside of the box that you've been trained to stay in. Mm -hmm. You know, take off the training wheels, free yourself. Learn something more than what this world's education is teaching you. It's not only about the things that, you know, you can have 50 million degrees. You know, Aja has many, I have many, but we haven't mentioned any of those yet because it's not important because you can go to college all night and all day and you'll be in debt unless you have some type of scholarship. That same way with your children. We're living in the age where everybody's sending their children to college because they want to get a good education. And for what? Get this good education by going out here and learning information that's really going to help you for your future. And then maybe take that money and, you know, get um, a college education. But I guess I would just say, that and change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Change your mindset. Begin to think again outside the box and know that based on how you think is going to determine on what you can get. And you can have it all. Abundance. No scarcity here. There's plenty for us all to eat. Absolutely. I just want to thank you ladies again so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited. I definitely encourage our audience to please listen to their podcast. I look forward to it all the time. I listen. I don't care if I'm driving to work or if I'm at home cooking or whatever. It has always poured into me and I'm learning so much though. So until next time, you guys take care. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you are in the Chicagoland area, we would love to have you join us at the Melanie Queen Awards on Saturday, April 13th. Tickets are sold on eventbrite.com. If you enjoy the Confessions of a Melanie Queen podcast, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars and a review. I appreciate all of your love and support. I look forward to chatting with you next week.